Moving day is in the books at the 2023 CrossFit Games. Kind of moving on the leaderboards, a lot of excitement happening in the events itself. On the women's side, you got Emma Lawson leading after nine events. Uh, really solid day for her. Uh, I think she had top 10, seventh in the run, came out winning uh, event eight within the, the intervals, uh, and then did what she needed to do in the Olympic lift to really stay ahead of Laura Horvath and making that push there. Second up, Laura Horvath is in second place. Um, she won the lift, uh, really impressive fashion. She's one of the athletes that I wish we saw uh, three lifts from to see that go through there. Uh, and again, setting her up for a, a really solid set or Sunday again for herself. So Horvath's in contention. Last year, she came out, uh, won two events. I think she took 270 out of 300 points last year at the CrossFit Games. So maybe Sunday sets up well for her. Um, although, depending on how those sandbags play, it could be a battle back and forth between her and Lawson going into uh, the events. 11, uh, Ariel Lowen, third place, just has a super steady weekend. Uh, I don't, nothing outside the top 20. She has a second, two third places today. Uh, in the run, in the intervals, so she continues to be really stellar um, over the course of the, the weekend. And then rounding out the top five, uh, you got Raptus and Megala. Um, both of them kind of have a bit of up and down days. Nothing really spectacular stood out, at least to me, about from either of them. Uh, then rounding out the top ten, um, Alex Suzanne, Annie Thor's daughter, Emma Carey, Emma Tall, and Katrin's David daughter. Uh, I think both Emma Carey and Emma Tall had really impressive days as well. Uh, Emma Carey has had some up and downs over the weekend, so for her to bounce back in the intervals, um, which is really going to be a wheelhouse workout for her, really the, the open style inside the Coliseum, just kind of your standard CrossFit, Emma Carey is going to excel there, and she did. Emma Tall, a little bit of a struggle on the run, probably to be a bit expected, but then again came through with the fifth place finish in the intervals as well to keep her up in the top 10. So steady performance for her um, over the course of the weekend. Bottom half of the top 20 on the women's side, you got Jamie Simmons sitting in 11th. Um, really good to see her back in contention there uh, with that. Lift hurt her a bit, which kind of to be expected, but hopefully we can see big things from her. Um, maybe push her up into the top 10 on Sunday. Emily Rolf sitting in 13th. She won the run, won how she was supposed to, uh, struggled on the lift like she was going to. So uh, really what we expected out of her, but again, to see her sitting in 13th, heading into the final day, um, really awesome to see given the emergency surgery she's had this year or last year and the road comeback road. So to see her in really her best position going into a Sunday, um, awesome for Emily Rolf. Then continuing down, jumping over a few spots, you got uh, Daniel Brandon finished the day in 15th. Uh, Olivia Kerstetter, uh, had, was outside the cut line looking in in the Olympic total, uh, did what she needed to do to come in. Uh, and then in 20th place, Shelby Neal, uh, just super fun to watch. Everybody needs a little Shelby, Beal, Shelby Neal energy in their life. She's just genuinely happy to be there, uh, super excited for all the outcomes, and really is just taking it in as a rookie, which um, is really all you could ask for out of anybody. Taking a look at the men's side, Roman Karnikov still sits in first, but 
has had a tremendous amount chopped out of his lead. So going into today, he started out the run, uh, 100 points up on second place Chandler Smith at the time, uh, and then has just made a couple mental errors, had um, a little bit of a breakdown within the lift. Uh, and so he sees going into Sunday with only a 13-point lead. Uh, so to go from what we expected to be a runaway finish for him at the end of yesterday to being in a neck-to-neck -neck run with Adler on Sunday, uh, it's going to be exciting. I, I think Adler's definitely got some advantage going into Sunday, a uh, little bit more momentum uh, behind him after the day that he put together. But again, three events, anything can happen uh, at the CrossFit Games. You know, got Adler in second, um, took second in the run, fourth in the lift. So really impressive day for him uh, to push him up the leaderboard. In third place, you got Chandler Smith. Again, he had a solid day. 12th was his worst event finish uh, in intervals, which actually I expected him to do better. When it comes to the open, Chandler Smith, anything that has box jumps or Berkeley box jump overs is really in his wheelhouse. So I uh, would have expected more of a, you know, eighth, seventh for him coming into this event. But again, he's positioned himself well. He's in a podium spot going into Sunday. After Chandler Smith, you got a couple Canadians in the hunt. So Patrick Valner climbed his way up to fourth place after a real roller coaster uh, of the of a start. So uh, having you know a tenth, a first, and a twelfth for Valner, um, really great to see. I think Valner that interval of workout was totally a wheelhouse event for him as well, and he was head and shoulders above the field. And then Fikowski sitting there in fifth place, really just. Um, putting one foot forward in front of another. I don't think there was anything spectacular today. He rebounded well within the Olympic lifting event after missing his first snatch, but um, again, positions him well for another top five event finish at the CrossFit Games. Rounding out the top 10, uh, sixth place, you got Jay Crouch. Uh, again, was holding steady uh, to be in that conversation when everybody above him was in a legitimate contender list. So to find himself in sixth, this is a guy who's never made it to Sunday before. Uh, so for him to not just be going into Sunday, but to be in that final grouping, great for him. Uh, you got Bailey Martin, uh, another Torian Pro uh, qualifier, He's sitting in seventh. Um, again, another solid day for him, just kind of keeps pushing through. Uh, nothing spectacular, but getting the job done, which is really just what you need to do uh, at the CrossFit Games to finish up in the top 10. And then you got BKG, Lazar Duchik, and uh, Jelly Hoste finishing out the top 10. Uh, BKG, real question marks um, for him going into Sunday. Um, I don't know if he will be able to compete um, after that Olympic lift of you know 95 pounds on the bar uh, both times. So hopefully he's okay. You can ice, heat, cup, whatever needs to be done for him to get him uh, in a position to compete on Sunday. 11th through 20th on the men's side, you got Dallin Pepper, uh, Jonah Koski, Will Morad. Uh, I think all three of those guys just right in the mix. Uh, obviously, Koski and Morad uh, had the good runs. Uh, Pepper's again positioning him well. Hopefully, he can break into the top 10 uh, tomorrow as well. Um, just based off of how he's competing this weekend, it's definitely a possibility. He seems to get stronger and more confident as the weekend progresses. Uh, you got uh, Medeiros in 14th. I don't, I don't know what to say with Medeiros at this point. Uh, 285 on the snatch seemed to be uh, record setting for him just based off the struggles we've had. But, you know, that's same was what he hit in semifinals. I think he hit 285 
back at the CrossFit Games in 2021, um, which was a PR for him at that point. So it seemed like a real struggle for him to get to that, which might be the mental victory he needs to go into Sunday. You got Spencer Patrick in 15th, Colton Mertens in 16th, which uh, just super impressive in for, for Mertens. This is a guy who hasn't made it inside the top 32 years in a row. So to be sitting in 16th going into Sunday, um, great for her. I, uh, I didn't I didn't expect him to make him out to the first cuts in all honesty. So to see him uh, pushing the limits there, um, good for Mertens good to see everything that he's gone through this year. Um, and then definitely gives the fans something to cheer for on Sunday since he is a fan favorite. And then after that, you got Noah Olsen, Nick Matthews, Sam Quant, and Oldest Upnicks. Uh, to see Matthew and Quant in the conversation um, for tomorrow uh, is great to see. Like both those guys had some lackluster events to start the weekend, but chipped their way through and were really consistent and were able to crack the top 20. So um, based off of how they started the weekend, it was great to see that they were able to just continue pushing through, didn't get discouraged and did what they needed to do to, to make it to Sunday. Looking at the events themselves, uh, so we started the day with the 5K. Uh, not really a lot to, to go on with this one. It was interesting to see really that top group just stick together on the men's side for most of the way through. Uh, you could tell Adler was pushing the pace. He probably uh, got into Krennikov's head in the 400 meters runs yesterday, so uh, probably enjoying just sitting on his back shoulder for the first couple laps pushing the pace. And then really fun kick at the end from Hosta to take his first event win as a rookie at the CrossFit Games. Um, just, you know, had those long strides and give him something to remember uh, by and hopefully a top 10 overall finish from as well. But to take away a event win in his first games, uh, really great to see that. Uh, Krennikov having that last push there, uh, you know, I thought him and Velner were pretty cooked going into that last lap. Both of them seemed to be pushing the limits right from the very start to hang out that top group. But to see Krennikov push it past Dujic, only give up four points to Adler uh, on the run, uh, did show big there. I don't know how much of that caused some of the fatigue um, or mental errors that happened in intervals, but I know we'll wait and see. But again, Krennikov was doing what he needed to do to, to stay in the fight there. Uh, and then Velner, again, seeing him fall off the the pace so badly uh, on that last lap. I don't know if that was just a matter of him keeping up, um, going too fast out of the gate. He did have a watch and there's definitely several points within the race that he was checking his pace. Now, whether he just threw caution to the wind and decided to run with the leaders and see if he could hang on or if he just ran his own pace. And once everybody sped up through the final half of the 5K or the final half of that last lap, he kind of just stayed, stayed steady and ran his own race, knowing that he had some other events um, that he could excel at later on. So don't really know. I'm sure he will tell us in his recaps that he does after the game, but uh, it could go either way. He might have just might have been a conscious decision to hold back. On the women's side, you had Emily Rolf take it uh, quite uh, by quite a considerable amount. She was supposed to, uh, especially with some of the other athletes like Garns getting cut yesterday. Um, this was really, for her, um, I guess for her, it was probably good that it was a mass start just so she wasn't out by herself. She could pace herself with, um, this, I think, the third pack of men that was on the field. So I think she was just kind of tailing BKG for most of it. Um, overall, though, from an event standpoint, really disappointed to see the lack of coverage on the women's side. If you are going to run both of them at the same time, 
to not have any cameras on the woman except for a wide angle lens that you could kind of pick Rolf out from the group. Thought that was pretty bad on CrossFit. It was like a 20 minute event. So you could easily fit in the two heats to give proper coverage to both the men and the women. So hopefully that's a takeaway that they have last year. Could have been one of those hard decisions that uh, were discussed about in the press conference on Wednesday, but um, I don't know, a little disappointing to not be able to see much of the women's fields beside the sprint to the finish. But top three, you had uh, Emily Rolf, Katrin David's daughter, and Ariel Lowen. Moving on to intervals, start on the women's side. So you had Emma Lawson take it again. So second event win for her this season uh, really kind of pushed her through. Uh, it was great to see her just kind of lead the pack both ways uh, throughout the entire thing. Emma Carey finished second, which again, wheelhouse for her. And she's going to excel in just kind of your stereotypical CrossFit in the Coliseum. Nothing out of the ordinary um, just to see her push through. And again, Ariel Lowen finished third. Uh, really just a steady type of performance for her throughout the event. Also on the women's side, uh, Emma Tall thinks showed really strong uh, with a fifth place finish there. I think she was in the final heat, so to kind of be sticking with the leaders of the event uh, to finish up in the fifth place, uh, great to see. A little surprised to see Alexis Raptus sitting down in 12th after that event. Um, I don't know if we've really found what her type of wheelhouse events are, but again, like it was kind of your pure CrossFit, so you would have expected just based off where she's sitting in the standings to be a little bit closer to the top of the leaderboard uh, as we go through. Um, I guess within the first seat, you know, Sydney Wells also looked really good and Shelby Neal um, really pushing the limits there. So both of them look really good. Again, very different um, athletes going into it. Uh, or Sydney Wells really kind of just coasted over some of the boxes where you saw Neal just absolutely push the roar and able to catch up with the rest of the field. On the men's side of intervals, you just had Patrick Vellner just absolutely dominate it um, just with the walk-off finish. I think he was 30 seconds ahead of Koski, who finished second in the event. So, again, great to see Vellner be able to kind of just flash his, his brilliance at a certain times within the competition. Uh, probably too late to get him on top of the podium for Fitness on Earth, but uh, definitely positions him well to again, finish top five, and maybe we'll see him on the podium again this year. Uh, third place, you had Bailey Martin. Uh, again, a really solid performance for him. He continues to really impress me uh, within his rookie campaign. Uh, thought he would have a strong showing, definitely had expected him to make the Saturday cuts, but to push for the Sunday cuts and be in the final heat going into Sunday, uh, it's awesome to see him from a rookie standpoint. Uh, just shows the, the bench strength that they've had uh, within Oceania the last few years. Um, and to see him kind of push through, I think he just missed out last year, um, thanks to a yoke carry that really kind of pushed him down in the standings. Last event of the day, we had uh, the Olympic total under the lights in the Coliseum uh, Saturday night. What a great way to end it off, especially with the, uh, on the men's side, Farlow and Bronislav just putting on an absolute show at the start. You know, it was a shame that uh, we did have heats and so they were in platforms 15 and four, or one or 15 and 14. Uh, so lifting first within that first heat, but just absolutely electric to see the amount of weight that they put up. Uh, super happy for both of them to be able to have that moment. I think they were both a little touch and go whether or not they were going to make the top 30, uh, but great to see. Uh, super happy for Jack Farlow. Had the opportunity to see him lift at the CanWest Games last year. Uh, and just can absolutely lift a house, which he showed us today. And so uh, for him to get that uh, event win under his belt, 
uh, in his rookie year um, and can take that and build on that. Just, you know, phenomenal for him. Uh, on the men's side, I don't really think anything really stood out. You know, I think Bukowski bouncing back from missing a lift uh, showed good for him. Uh, was a Sprague missed a, a couple of lifts there. So he was able to put in a decent total for him within his rookie year. But, you know, everybody else really kind of lifted where we expected them to do. I don't think really anybody missed big on the men's side. Uh, I guess the really big question mark was uh, seeing BKG uh, put up 95 pounds for both the, the snatch and the clean and jerk. So uh, whatever is bothering him there, hopefully he is able to, you know, heat, ice, cup, acupuncture, whatever he needs to do to be able to uh, compete tomorrow. Uh, hopefully his, he is able to do so. On the women's side, uh, Laura Horvath just absolutely put on a show as well, uh, putting up a total of 470 pounds on her lifts. So I think she had 205 and 265, just absolutely phenomenal there. Um, she went into the last lift, didn't need to do it, but still did uh, to put on a show under the lights. Uh, similar to kind of the men's side, seeing Colin Brander and Barnhart uh, in the first heat um, was kind of a bit of a letdown, but really that's kind of where their their event took them. So uh, good for them to put up good numbers um, going into this event. I don't think either of them made the cut, so um, at least they have that to build on. No, otherwise, uh, on the women's side, I think a little bit of a scary moment where uh, Jamie Simmons kind of tweaked her elbow uh, within one of her snatches uh, in typical CrossFitter fashion, fashion. She tested it out by doing some handstand holds on her lifting platform as the other lifters went through. So uh, it was good to see her uh, be able to put some weight on it and go in. So hopefully she is able to continue tomorrow with that first event with the Muscle ups in the sandbag carries, I think it'll be good for her. I think she'll be right up there and probably a top five finish for her going into that event. Just, uh, it suits her well. So it's good to see her come through. And then the other the big shining moment, uh, having Olivia Kerstetter, uh, she was on the outside looking in, uh, put up a big lift where she was uh, seventh in the event or sixth in the event. So um, for her to do that, push her above the cut line. Um, Austin for her at 17 going into Sunday. Uh, and then again, Shelby Neal, just just absolutely pure excitement after hitting those lifts there. So just seeing that energy and uh, excitement is awesome to see uh, in the sport of CrossFit as a rookie. So it uh, should be an exciting day for tomorrow. Um, anything can really happen on both sides, which uh, as a fan of the sport is what you want to see. Uh, we had so many years of just absolutely impressive performances by Matt Frazier and Tia Toomey uh, being the best of the best that... Um, it is nice to, to see a race. Um, obviously, seeing the, the greatest of all time do their thing is also a treat that um, we'll be able to look back on. But uh, to have races on both sides going to Sunday, uh, it's what makes sports great. So with that, thanks again. I hope you enjoy Sunday. Uh, if you made it this far, uh, please hit subscribe. Helps us out a lot. Uh, and with that, thanks for listening and have a great day.